What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Supernatural Podcast here, uh, we talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal, all on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Say it with me. What's the podcast you need to share with your friends and family? The Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. So if you're into faith, spirituality, and the realm of the paranormal, you are in the right place. So as we've got a lot of people joining this morning, thank you guys so much for being here. What is up, Lynn? How are you doing? Brandon, thanks for joining. Dale Johnson's over here on Facebook. Uh, D'Amico, what is up? Bradley Webster, thank you for joining, my friend. Hope everybody's having a beautiful day. I've had some weird revelations the last 24 hours. I had a weird day yesterday. I wanted to share what is going on today, specifically around the book of Enoch, how it ties into the biblical narrative in the Old Testament. How does that tie into more of a new age view of spirituality? You guys know I'm, you could consider me new age, Gnostic, uh, mystic. I'm a light worker. Uh, whatever you want to call me, uh, I've probably been called worse. So anyway, welcome. Uh, that's what the podcast is all about. It's a live, raw, live stream podcast. So you guys can ask questions, comments, prayer concerns. I do my best to answer as long as it's in context to what we're talking about here. So I've been reading through Enoch and teaching through Enoch, really. <clears throat> and uh, I had kind of a weird revelation that maybe Enoch is not what I thought it was. Maybe this whole fallen angel narrative that uh, I've been teaching from and, and believing on, uh, much like the flipped belief I have on the Old Testament narrative of the Garden of Eden, uh, the normal narrative is that the snake was bad, God had them in the perfect place, they sinned and they had to leave the garden. The The view I hold now is that uh, the God that had them in the garden, it was the perfect prison. Uh, he walked with them, yet Christ says no man has seen the Father. Um, you've got Moses walking with God, as it says, as a man would meet with another man. And then Christ is saying no man has stood before the Father. Uh, you have all these obvious things where Christ is is speaking this truth about things that happened in the Old Testament and I don't want to say he's speaking out against it so much as he's bringing a new God. He's bringing a new way. Uh, and it's it's pretty mind-blowing. Do I like UFO videos? Absolutely, uh, old one, definitely. We talk a lot about UFOs on here. And I'm going to talk about some extraterrestrials today, too. So uh, let's discuss metaphors. That's deep, man. What's up, Truth Spreader? How are you doing? Um, Noah wasn't a human. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we're about to get into the book of Noah in the book of Enoch. I mean, we're we're finally moving along in Enoch. I wondered why I wasn't moving very fast in Enoch. I lost a lot of inspiration. And then this this whole thought today, again, much as the, the Old Testament narrative of the Garden of Eden, um, I'm starting to wonder what God Enoch is talking to. Okay, and now I say what God because I'm going to read an article this morning. I don't often read articles. This is from BigThink.com. It's BigThink.com slash the past, T-H-E dash P-A-S-T slash Yahweh dash God dash origins dash Israel. Um, so BigThink.com, 
slash the past slash Yahweh God origins Israel with dashes between all of those. So just for your reference, so you can go check it out. Um, I like bigthink.com. They've got some really cool articles, lots of history stuff, lots of big ideas. I'm a big think guy. You guys know that. So I try to only read articles from like reputable sources. This is, you know, they got a lot of good articles on here that are well researched. So I like that about this, this place. Again, I'm not associated with them, but this is really talking about how Yahweh became God is what this article is. So you can't see his face similar to staring into a bright light. <clears throat> it's there. Uh, no blinding. <clears throat> so Michael, that is, sorry guys. I went and played Frisbee yesterday and my voice is just shredded because of the wind. So, um, you know, that's even what I want to talk about. This idea that we can somehow, like you see God's face, but it's shrouded in light. Like that's not what Christ talks about. He says, my father is in spirit and in truth. And then we have that verse that even Satan uh, disguises himself as an angel of light. Now, I found something last night that will blow your mind. And I'm going to go ahead and share it here because I'm working on putting it in my document. I promise I'm going to have the document out for you guys uh, that will discuss all of these old gods, all of the mysticism of Christ in one, one research place that you can download for free and go through all this data yourself because you should make your own decision. I'm not here to to tell anyone anything, but, um, there's a place in the old Testament that talks about that Yahweh clothed himself in light and wrapped it as a cloak over him, almost as a disguise. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Guys, I can't make this stuff up. These, these roots go deep into this. I was up half the night last night and the night before until like three in the morning just like wrestling with myself over this, wrestling with Yah the archetypal Yahweh as Jacob did in the Old Testament. Um, because again, how did how did he wrestle with Yahweh? Um, you know, we <laughs> if you if you uh, if Yahweh isn't a physical entity somehow, we know that the Father Theos El Elyon, God Most High, is uh, a divine spirit. He is spirit and truth. He is uh, within all things. He is accessible now and here and there and everywhere he's not something that like manifests as a person other than fully manifest in the christ um with that said so all the metaphors behind the stories are deep yeah absolutely so i look at all of this you know including enoch and the biblical narrative i do not hold the bible as the infallible word of god because too many human hands have touched it too many edits have been made uh, there are too many things around the the church, if you will, on how it got canonized. If you go look into that, it's just mind blowing, and and it's sad, really, that more people don't understand the history of it. Um, L also connects to Saturn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm definitely would can see that. So, uh, L, the true God, um, and the synagogue. Yes, yes, absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, L, L is also used in some forms around Yahweh. And we're going to see here, I'm going to read this, this article. Like we have to go back to the beginning. We got to go to the cradle of civilization, uh, to, you know, ancient Mesopotamia, to, uh, the land of Canaan, to, um, the Babylonian, um, you know, you got to understand these, these civilizations were, were well before, 
the biblical narrative. And so there was a pantheon of gods. So, um, yeah, you bet, Priscilla. What's up, my friend? Thank you very much. Sorry, the comments over on Facebook are tiny. Uh, she says, thank you, Jacob Cooker, for the explanation, love and peace. You bet. Absolutely. Uh, Missy says, what's up, Missy? How are you doing, my friend? The Bible, uh, is like playing the telephone game. Uh, you know where you whisper in each other's ear by the time it reaches the end. It is distorted. Yes. What's up, Annie? Absolutely. Missy. Um, and he says, yes, ma'am. So, uh, Missy and Annie are both mythos members. If you guys don't know what that is, it's kind of my, uh, my group of patrons that support what I'm doing here. We've got a private group. Uh, we're going to do some group calls or we have done group calls in there. I drop behind the scenes content. If you guys love what I'm doing, check it out on my website, www.cubcooker.com. It's only nine bucks a month. You get to support an aspiring creator, actually a full-time creator. I am a full-time creator doing this uh, for a living. So every single person that joins, you get more access to me. We get in that group together. We talk every single day in that group. Uh, you can post stuff, meet other people in the community. There's a lot less people in that than in like the public forum. I get thousands and thousands of interactions a day on all of these platforms. And so the chances of me missing your comment or your request or your question are very, very good in all of that. And that's just the nature of the beast here, how all of this works. So if you guys want to really support what I'm doing and, and get all the behind the scenes goodies and everything, and uh, as well as the live calls that we do in there to just talk back and forth amongst the community, go deeper down these rabbit holes, go check that out. It's my version of like a Patreon type thing. Like I said, only nine bucks a month. Some of these creators are charging 20, 30, 40 bucks a month. And guys, I'm just, it's nine bucks. It's nine bucks until I feel like there's enough people in there and then I may change the price. But if you lock in now, that's where it's going to stay. So, um, before I read this Yahweh article, I want to disclaim that I am very much, very much a supporter of all walks of life, faith, religion, orientations, races i i don't care I, I really don't we have so many people in this community we have psychics we have uh healers we have agnostics we have atheists we have buddhists we have uh hindu in here we have uh like literally zoroastrian i mean literally anything you can think of we have in our community so with that said i've got the rainbow flag over on my profile too because i love you i love you i love you i don't care who you're married to i don't care where you do or don't go to church I don't care if you even believe in God. If you're just curious and you're here and you're like, dude, this guy makes sense. Like he's breaking this down in a way I've never heard it before. You're welcome here. So just know that that's what we're here for love and light. So as I read this, this is not against any type of culture. Uh, this is not against anyone's God. This is a, this is against the spread of these ideas that somehow, We've all been programmed with. I'm, well, let's just look at the actual history of it. Let's look at what's actually going on. Then you can make your own decision on, you know, what God do you serve or not serve? Because we should all have that choice, right? Um, that's very important in my opinion. So here we go. Let's dive in. Uh, in the Canaan region, Yahweh was a lesser God who was assigned to the land of Israel. Here's how he became God Almighty. Now this is, gets really interesting. Uh, Yahweh worship can be traced back all the way to the ancient religion of Canaan. 
In the Northwest Semitic language spoken there, El had multiple meanings. It was the word for God, the name of a specific God, and the title of a God who stood removed from the other lesser gods. The lesser gods included Yahweh, who was assigned to the land of Israel. In time, the Israelites referred to Yahweh as El Shaddai, God Almighty. So here is a very key distinction. If you guys actually stop and just read the red letters, read the words of Christ in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you are going to see a very different narrative than what you're told in church. Now, even in John, uh, and in, uh, excuse me, in Luke specifically, you get a lot of language around the words of Christ that are like trying to tie Christ to the Old Testament God, trying to prove that this is Holy Spirit inspired, and to me, that's all red flags. Like, to me, it's like, really? Okay, let's all claim to have the Holy Spirit and nobody agrees with anyone. Um, you know, just because someone said it thousands of years ago doesn't mean it's true, guys. Like, let's let's just be honest here. You know, I'm working on, I'm about to read the, um, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ, which is transcribed from a psychic that... Uh, interacted with the Akashic Records to understand the distillation of the knowledge and the truth that Christ bring, uh, Christ brought. Excuse me, uh, it's too early for good grammar here. Uh, so, with that said, it's it's like super interesting that um, that Akashic Record lines up so purely with the Gnostic Gospels and so purely with the words of Christ. It just makes you understand them a whole lot deeper. Um, so, uh, what I'm reading right now on the Yahweh thing is from bigthink.com slash the past slash Yahweh God origins Israel. And every word there has a space between it. So, um, I might be able to, let me see if I can drop it in the comments here just so you guys have access. Oh, I can't, I can't comment on either of these. Never mind. Um, Anyway, I'll try to post it in the, I will post it on YouTube in the description so that you guys have access to the article. So this will be posted later today on YouTube, but get my coffee going here. So according to the book of Exodus, which is part of the Torah and the Old Testament of the Christian Bible, Moses was the first person to whom God of Abraham revealed his name. The original text, this divine name was written W or Y-H-W-H. Scholars say that Yahweh is most likely derived uh, from the Hebrew verb hayah, which means to be. This is fitting considering that God's initial response to Moses was, I am who I am. In reality, the name Yahweh, commonly written as Yahweh, uh, already existed before Moses, who is believed to have lived during the 13th century BCE. This inference is based not only on archaeological evidence, but also on the scriptures themselves. The name Yahweh, after all, can be found in the book of Genesis, see? And I tell you guys, it is in Genesis. Uh, that's a common misunderstanding is that like Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 are all the same God. It's They're two different creation stories. It's just obvious when you look at the words used and look at the description of a God that's doing the creating. So uh, I always call Yahweh a maker God. He took a creation and made something out of it. Much like you would take clay. You didn't make the clay. Uh, or you didn't, you, you're painting a painting, you didn't make the paint, but you're making out of what was created for you to make out of. Um, in that same book, we also are told that people started to call upon Yahweh's name as early as the time of Enoch. 
who lived before Moses. Okay, here's where it gets interesting. I literally found some data last night um, where Christ is talking about um, that, you know, he said, you, you worship your father who is the devil um, because you do his works. And then um, he said, but my father is in spirit and in truth. Um, let's see. I'm looking up my, my data here. Let's see. There it is. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. And, and here's interesting. Jesus is talking about like when you swear an oath, this is just another little key piece of data. And I'm going to put this in my document. When you swear an oath, like let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? Like anything else is, what did he say? Anything else is of uh, the devil. Yes, be, yes. This is really interesting, guys. No, be, no. I wasn't going to talk about this, but this this is all part of it. So, um, Yeah, he said all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Okay. There's a clue there. Then in the Old Testament, Yahweh is swearing by himself. He's swearing by creation. He's swearing oaths. Okay. Yet Jesus is saying, no, you know, oaths come from the evil one. Okay. Like a simple yes or no. Uh, why is that important? Um, and then he goes, you've heard it said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Think back to the things that Yahweh did. I will repay your dot, dot, dot with my wrath, with my, dot, you know, he's guys, he's literally, he's literally speaking out against this. And again, this is why I have to disclaim this, this is not against anyone's faith, anyone's religion. But we just have to look at the data and understand what this man was actually saying. Okay. Missy says karma. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what about, uh, let's see, what about the other gods? Yeah, we're about to see about that, Michael, here in a second uh, with Baal and Asherah. You know, Yahweh hated Asher poles. Uh, Asherah is the consort or the wife of El, Elion. The divine masculine and the divine feminine. The original Holy Spirit was a female spirit. And we've lost that, guys. We've lost that. Um, by the way, what's the artwork behind me today? This is the initiated self. Okay. The cloak of truth and light. Um, you know, thinking about Yahweh cloaking himself in light, you know, disguising himself as an angel of light. Um, yet he dwells in darkness, you know, all through the old Testament talks about Yahweh dwelling in the darkness. He says, I am your God from the land of Egypt. Well, I thought God was spirit and truth. I thought he was infinite. No, he's from Egypt. Like he literally came out of the land of Egypt. Um, rise of the divine feminine within all of us. Absolutely. What is the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit? This is one thing in the Aquarian gospel of Jesus Christ uh, that this person transcribed from the Akashic records um, is when the, the Holy Ruach, the Holy Breath or the Holy Numa wells up within you tells you to quiet yourself, to align with God, to awaken your divinity. And you continue to ignore that over and over. You blaspheme it and you say, no, I want this world. No, I want this world. Then that is where you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And I can't tell you if that's true or not, but I do resonate with that. I, I really, 
I get that. So the original Trinity was mother, father, and child. Absolutely. How many videos have I done, guys, saying that? I've probably said that in like 40 different live streams recently. Like father, mother, son. That the the divine feminine, the divine masculine, the unity of those within yourself, by the way, bears the logos. Okay, we've been lied to about the word of God, too. There's two words of God. There's the word of Yahweh, which is the law that leads to sin and death. And there is the word of the father, Theos, El Elyon, God most high, which is a divine law of creation, a word, a logos, a divine computation or expression of the divinity within each and every living thing. I got that download last night at like two in the morning, laying in bed, looking at my phone with a headache because I'm looking at my phone without my glasses on, trying not to wake my wife up. Uh, Missy says, yes, 100%. That is the blasphemy. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that. I really resonate with that. So uh, what about the Sumerian? Oh, yeah, the Sumerian tablets. I mean, all of this stuff that I'm reading from, Canaan, Sumerian, Babylonian, like it, it was all the cradle of civilization. And we got to understand that, you know, Israel was was a melting pot, just like if you were to go to New York City today and you think about every culture that's there. That's where Jesus would drop in today if he were to drop in, because that's like the melting pot of everything right there, right there in New York City, right in Times Square. That's where he would manifest, I believe, because that's what it was like back then in Israel. Why did Yahweh take Israel as his portion? Because that was the that was the culmination of all of that. And then he started. He brought the law that leads to sin and death. There was no salvation in that. It was a control mechanism to make sure that all of these civilizations that had all this divine knowledge were distilled down and trapped again within a garden, within the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scoopy says Jesus would be one heck of an NYC uh, street performer. Absolutely. Or New Orleans. Very good. Very good, Michael. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, holy cow, you agree with people, uh, who are you with? Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I agree with a lot of people. So, um, the people who wrote the Bible, uh, didn't know that where the sun went at night. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a big thing that I'm talking about now. Like this is all esoteric. Um, this is not literal. Like I, I think that that's one of the biggest issues when people try to read this all literally. Did it happen? Sure. It happened. Like, yeah, there were, there were these characters that played out this drama, but it's all an esoteric representation of what happens within self when you combine the divine feminine, the divine masculine into the logos, the divine expression. You wake up, you raise from the dead. Okay, you've crucified the flesh. What is the flesh? The flesh is the law that leads to sin and death. It's the carnal nature of man. The one that says, I want this world. I'm going to live out of these reactions. I'm going to live out of fear i'm gonna live out of anxiety i'm gonna live out of i uh, hope i didn't make god mad i hope i hope that me doing this podcast doesn't piss god off i mean i literally have family members and friends that that wonder like you know that have said well god's destroyed nations for doing what you're doing yeah yahweh did i i literally can't sit here and tell you that yahweh is the same god that Christ was talking about. Cause I do not see it. Like I don't see it. It is disturbing. That's why I put weird revelations, disturbing revelations 
on this video because it's it's hard like you have to deprogram from everything you think you know why did christ say go home sell everything give the money to the poor pick up your cross and follow me because it is esoteric you you got to put it like you got to put it all back death to the ego absolutely nothing you said makes any sense pyre says hey that's fine. If you don't resonate with this, that's cool. We got about a hundred people in here right now that do. So it's not for everybody. Eyes to see and ears to hear. That language is direct out of the mystery schools. Why were they mystery schools? Cause they had to go into hiding. The Gnostics had to go into hiding. The mystery schools had to go into hiding. You guys are all worried about these conspiracies. Oh, these, these cabals or whatever, they run the world. They run the world. Sure, there's sure there's secret stuff. Sure, there's whatever. I don't care. What I care about is what are the secrets we've lost, we the people. The ones that actually want to know that are curious. Inky and Enlil, absolutely. Like, why was Yahweh walking in the cool of the day in the garden? Because planet Nibiru is cool. The Anunnaki, okay? You know, we're in a cosmic battle here. This is not like, <laughs> this is not, uh, this is not for the faint of heart. Like this, this is for people that have like, you got to step out on faith here and go, okay. Uh, God loves it when we seek truth. He knows we are uh, being deceived by the church, but he will give us discernment. Uh, Melissa Lee says, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not just the church. It's, it's the whole thing. Like the B system, everybody's like, oh, the B system's going to be here. It's already here. What you do, the mark on your hand and the mark on your head is already there. You can't see it. Think about that for a second. Let that sink in. Christ said the kingdom does not come with visible signs. For truly, I tell you, the kingdom of God is within you. I got to pause on some of those because th this is so powerful, guys. It's so powerful. This this is the message. This is the gospel. By the way, a universal gospel. This is not a Christian gospel. This is not a Hebrew gospel. This is not a um, a Hindu gospel or a Buddhist gospel. This is the universal gospel that unifies, ties together every tradition of faith, every race, every orientation, and offers the path. Why is it narrow? Because it, you have to go within. Nobody wants to go within. Everyone's looking for something outside of themselves to save themselves. Be it Jesus, be it uh, alcohol, be it uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, whatever it is. Everybody's looking for something outside of self to save them. But Christ is saying it's already within you. In the Gnostic Gospel, he says... That which is within you will either destroy you or save you. If you bring it forth, it will save you. It has the power to save. If you do not bring it forth, it will destroy you. It will condemn you. Shadow work is real, not an easy path. Absolutely, Luna Tuna. Nice name, by the way. I love that. Uh, many seek the external path, not the internal. That's why I believe in the esoteric, not the exoteric. I hear the dogs, LOL. Jason says, yeah, they are... Um they're over here shaking and, and they're movers and shakers. They're, they're, um, they're getting in the spirit this morning. So, 
Uh, if you're chosen, many are called. Absolutely. Um, all have light within. We are called. We just have to choose it to see it. Absolutely. So the origins of Yahweh worship on this article here, there's a coin. And this is a very big clue for all of us. There's a coin um, with the inscription that has uh, Shasu of Yahweh. Uh, the Shasu were a nomadic tribe who lived in northern Arabia. Yahweh, meanwhile, was the name of a place located somewhere in that region. Okay, so uh, this was the first historical document pointing toward the existence of Yahweh worship is an Egyptian inscription that dates to the rule of Pharaoh Emotep third. I'm sure I butchered that word. I'm not great with Egyptian words yet. I'm working on it. Um, they lived around the same time as the prophet Moses. So, um, and then you've got this little coin labeled Yahweh was found in Gaza and it dates back to the fourth century BCE. Now this little coin guys has Yahweh sit. There's a wheel under him wings on the wheel. He's holding his hand out. There's a Falcon on his hand. And then there's some inscriptions around that. And then he's kind of boxed in by some sort of, um, some sort of box here. I mean, it's a very clear square. Uh, why is this important? Because this is, you know, these people saw things, okay? They weren't just, I mean, imagination is great, but it all comes from somewhere, right? So, like, there were, if you just follow ancient astronaut theory, then you understand we've been visited by other civilizations. That's not popular in mainstream, but we're starting to get there, by the way. I think we're, we're at the, the precipice of like the great unveiling as far as like all of these other extraterrestrial cultures are, are uh, you know, going to be involved with ours. So that's a bold statement, but I do think that we're going to start to see that like, okay, maybe we have made contact before. Uh, maybe we're going to soon. Like I think that there's definitely things going on with that. So now whether you believe that or not, you can at least believe the mythology of they believed in this Yahweh God. Um, and so in Exodus, Yahweh reveals himself to Moses while in the latter, um, he is in the company of nomadic Kenites. So Canaan as described in the Bible was adopted by the proto Israelites through sustained contact with inhabitants of the Arabian peninsula. Um, so there's a hypothesis about this. Again, you got, I don't want to just read the whole article because then you don't have to read it yourself. But uh, And I like to respect people that write these, so you'll go to their website. But um, One God among many. Here's where it gets interesting. So Yahweh worship also has its roots in an ancient religion of Cana, the land which God promised to Abraham, which is a polytheistic religion. Yahweh was but one of many deities united under a figure known as El. Okay, this is where we get into all of that. In the Northwestern Semitic uh, language spoken in Canaan, El uh, had multiple meanings. It was God, a specific God, and the title of a God who stood removed from other lesser gods. Um, so th this is where you have to understand etymology with words and where is it being used specifically. So the lesser gods included Yahweh, Asherah, and Baal. Okay, so El's consort was Asherah, the religion's chief mother goddess. This is where we get the Holy Trinity, by the way. Um, 
whose worshipers went on to challenge Yahweh's supremacy in Israel. This is the worshipers of Baal, by the way. Uh, Yahweh and Baal were merely two of El's 70 children. According to the mythology, each child of El was given a region to look after. The angels, okay. These angelic beings, the gods, the sons of God, whatever you want to call them. Yet Christ comes and he calls us sons and daughters of God. According to mythology, each uh, child of El was given uh, a region. Baal ruled over Cana while Yahweh faithfully was assigned the land of Israel. Why is that important? Israel, Isis, Ra, El, the Holy Trinity. Again, another callback to that. So Isis mother, uh, Ra, the sun, the sun God, the son of God, and El, El Elyon, or just El, even in... in uh, you know, Egyptian is, is going to be just like the Godhead. So um, I don't pretend to understand all this, by the way. I just do the research. I pray. I meditate. I do yoga. I am spiritual. I know this is my life's work. I know this is my calling. I've literally given up everything to do this. I gave up my business. I gave, I've given up friends, family members, uh, my, a position at the, uh, a church that I had. I mean, everything, everything. I didn't willingly give all of it up. I agreed with God that I would willingly give it up. And then when he started to systematically remove everything, I was kicking and screaming and throwing a tantrum until I realized, okay, this is an opportunity. And here I am. Here I am. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for the support. You guys that are in the Mythos supporter community uh, that support me monthly. Thank you guys for that. If you love my artwork, I've got that on t-shirts on my website as well. Everything is at cubkuker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. It's where you can join the support community, get more access to me and what I teach. Uh, that's not to say that I have, oh, this higher knowledge for only people that pay me. It's just, it's a different, more intimate experience that I can't offer publicly. I can do behind the scenes content. We can do phone calls where I can literally talk to you guys within a smaller group setting um, and then I have the shirts and stuff with like all the cool artwork. If you love my message and you just want to be able to look in the mirror and remember that like this more mystical side of your faith, that's why I have the whole clothing line, including yoga clothing over there. So, uh, let's see. I was very angry. Kelly says I was uh, very angry about the reduction by God in uh, my life. Yeah, it, I've been there. <laughs> Definitely. Now he does he does build that back up, but he builds it back on strength and back on something that's not going to be shaken, you know, this time. And so he's he's definitely returning to me what was lost, but it had to be reworked and rebuilt on on his desire and design for my life, uh, which is not this Yahweh, you know, fear and punishment based thing. Like I'm taking this away to uh, you know to prove something here. So. Uh, Jason, I'm not sure when we're going to do a call. Uh, I'm going to post in the community. Jason wanted to know we're going to do a call tonight. Uh, I'll post in the community and see when everybody's available. Maybe Saturdays are better. I'm not sure, but I want to make sure last time I did it, it was kind of off the cuff and I want to make sure, you know, everybody's like, yeah, let's do it on this day and time. So, but yeah, I will be posting in there very soon, Jason. So you guys can kind of vote for when the best time is. So, uh, do I believe in any Egyptian gods? Absolutely. By the way, all these gods are the same. Uh, if you start, what's up, Merle? How are you? Merle's in our mythos community too. We got a lot of mythos members on today. Thank you guys. Um, 
And if you guys don't know what mythos means, it, it really is the culmination of all this work that I'm doing here. Thank you guys for the stars on Facebook, by the way. Those help me a lot. Um, everything that I do is a mythos. It's a set of agreements, and it's like the operating system of your life. You're upgrading and updating that operating system through your belief systems, like what you choose to align yourself with. I choose to align myself with a massive, massive mythos, a set of agreements that are all universally in a fractal divine mind of God. And so I can read Egyptian mythology or Greek mythology. I can find that common thread of truth in everything. So uh, it's very, very important that I think we all expand that mythos, that set of agreements. A mythos is associated with a mythology, and it's basically the set of agreements within that mythology or the characters or the stories that play out within that. And, th and that was my concept for this group when I decided to build this group that was more of a, you know, an exclusive private group type thing. You know, what could we do to really work together to build ourselves? Because it's really up to, like, I'm not doing anything for you in that group. I'm just there as a member of the group as well, leading conversation, doing the calls, dropping behind the scenes content. Cause it really is your walk. You know, I do plan on doing one-on-one -on -one stuff maybe next year, but, uh, for now, you know, it's just very group oriented with like, you're working through your stuff and you've got this group here, you know, and we're here for you, uh, in a way that you can't be on like more of a public forum. So, but a mythos is very important to me, uh, not to sidetrack, but that, that works in with this. Like we've adopted a mythos that Yahweh was the original creator he was there in the beginning. He made everything. He created everything. He kicked him out of the garden. He tore down the Tower of Babel. He did the flood, all of this stuff. And how does this work into Enoch? Because I've side-trailed here. Um, you can continue reading this article. I was almost done with it. But uh, Yahweh's priests were fiercely persecuted while Yahweh himself was replaced by Baal. Uh, and Asherah ultimately, however, faith in Yahweh proved to be too entrenched to erase uh, Ahab's dynasty was disposed by Jezebel, um, was dispo uh, deposed, and Jezebel died. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, she was thrown out of a window. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, Yahweh worship bounced back stronger than ever. Their power uh, restored. Priests officially uh, condemned and condemned the veneration of other. False gods, idols of Baal and Asherah were destroyed uh, in time. Their qualities were also assimilated into Yahweh. That's a key right there. Qualities of these other gods were assimilated into Yahweh, who came to be referred to as El Shaddai. That's where we confuse El Elyon and El Shaddai together uh, as a title which roughly translates to God Almighty versus God Most High, okay? So I'm going to get a lot deeper into this whole narrative because it's just important. If you're going to set yourself free spiritually and really find that peace and that truth and a way that you can actually meditate and, and, and have yoga constantly in your life, yoke to the divine, um, then, then you have to understand the mythology. You have to go back to the slate of creation here and stop buying the narrative and the prepackaged doctrine. I got to tell you when I do this research, guys, I get 
I get really frustrated because it's so easy to find like well-meaning Christian articles around all of this. I don't consider myself a Christian, by the way. I consider myself a Christ follower, okay? I consider myself a universal Christ follower, okay? The Christ energy, the Christ consciousness. Yes, Christ, the man, the person, um, but you got to understand, they kept asking him, are you the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? He never said that. He said that he was the son of man and he called us sons and daughters of God. This is such like when you really think about it, the most controversial doctrine ever is what Christ preached. And we still struggle with it today. We still struggle with it because we put him on a pedestal and we say, Jesus is king. And we don't look at the truth about what he said, that you are kings and queens. You are sons and you are sons and daughters of God most high. Um, Yahweh is depicted as having a sevenfold spirit, uh, as does the Holy Spirit and Jesus holding seven stars. See, in that, Clint, that's another thing. Like, you know, Yahweh is, there's been a lot of effort to paint Yahweh with Jesus and that Jesus is a son of Yahweh. Now, there is a son of Yahweh. There's going to be a son of Yahweh. There may already be a son of Yahweh, which I believe is the Antichrist. I believe he's going to look like the Jesus that people want rather than the Jesus people need. That's another discussion for another day. So, uh, But this is very important. And why does this tie into Enoch? Because this afternoon I'm going to read the final part of Enoch chapter 2, or Enoch chapter 3. Book two, chapter three, before we get into book three, chapter one, the birth of Noah. I'm going to read the final part of this. We're going to see some judgment here. We're going to see a sword of vengeance. We're going to see um, God sitting on the throne. We're going to understand a little bit deeper about what the Lord of spirits is. Not being in spirit and truth, but the Lord of spirits. And I've got some questions about the book of Enoch that I don't think have been asked enough. Did Enoch meet God or did Enoch meet Yahweh? That's my question. Uh, the God I worship is El Elyon, God Most High, Spirit and Truth, the Divine Fractal Mind. Uh, the Trinity that I try to embody is the Divine Feminine, the Divine Masculine, bearing the Logos, the Son of God, the Word which saves, not the Word which condemns. There's two words. There's the Word of Yahweh and the word of God most high. The word of God most high is that Christ energy. It is the logos, the divine expression, which is in you and me, by the way. The word of Yahweh is the law, the pen stroke written by his finger on Mount Sinai, given to Moses in fire and smoke, coming forth from dark places. The word of God is spirit, truth, and light in the Father the Father is light, there is no darkness at all. The Archon of the Burning Bush, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I am the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, who was and is and is to come in Revelation. Absolutely, Morgan, absolutely. Um, Clint, great question. I don't talk about Metatron stuff because I think it's goofy, but um, that's just me. Uh, there's a theory that Enoch ascended and became the angel Metatron. I don't know. So uh, that's above my uh, above my understanding right now. So I believe the book of Enoch is the most important text that has ever been given to man. 
Merle says, yeah, absolutely. Um, because it unlocks something. That's why I'm doing this series, by the way, is the keys of Enoch. Um, and so like, what are the keys that are in it about creation, about which God is he with? How does that help us understand what creation is and what our place in creation is? Like, let's look at this. Let's look at this and understand it. And so we're going to look at both sides of it. Is he with God most high or is he with Yahweh? What's the difference? Was this written in truth? Was it written as an understanding, as a mythology? There's a lot of books in the Bible, I think, that were written more as a mythology rather than a distillate of the truth. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not here to like question the Bible or prove or disprove it, but I'm just here to say, you know, what's the divinely inspired word of God? Well, it depends on which God you're talking about. Um, why do I think it was hidden from us? Well, um, because I think it gets you to ask questions. I think it gets you to go, wait a minute, there's more cans of worms in here than I need to open up. And it's weird. And most people that are in power in any type of religious power don't want to explain it. Um, Yes, yeah, there's there's a lot of book, Morgan, uh, great, great comment. There's, you know, this book of Enoch is books of Enoch, by the way. The one I have on my website is a bunch of different books written by different people. Uh, you know, none of them were written by Enoch himself. It's pseudepigrapha. Pseudepigrapha means basically it's a pen name, you know. Um, so we don't know who wrote it, you know, but there's several books in the Bible that are the same way too. If you go look it up, look up pseudepigrapha in the Bible and there's, there's a bunch of books in the Bible that are the same. That's the normal argument of why it was, uh, yes, Eckhart Tolle, absolutely love him. Um, let's see any other questions before I jump off. Cause this afternoon I'm going to get into Enoch. This was kind of a, a, a preface for my downloads last night and why this has taken me on a bit of a different journey through Enoch to really understand more of the extraterrestrial nature of Enoch than I thought. And, and what I'm going to pose this afternoon is are the fallen watcher angels, are they there to enlighten humanity and set humanity free? Or are they the common narrative of they are actually fallen angels? Did they come to upgrade humanity, upgrade the genetics of humanity to help us ascend? And now they're being judged by this Yahweh. Or are they someone that just sinned and fell and wanted to cause chaos on the earth? I don't know. But we can look at the mythology and we can look at both sides of it and we can ask those questions because you have to work out your faith and I have to work out mine. And I'm just here to bring data that maybe people haven't put together. Maybe you didn't have all the data. Maybe you've heard of some of this stuff, but you didn't understand how it fit together. And I can't tell you exactly how it fits together, but I can start. I'm starting to put pieces of it together. Sometimes I'll get more pieces and I'll have to remove a piece here and put it over here or I'll put that one aside for a while until I understand it better. That's that's what we're doing here. We go through faith, spirituality, and the paranormal. All of this is present in every spiritual text, by the way. To take out extraterrestrial activity and theory out of spiritual texts is to remove a ton of the understanding of what was really going on back then. 
Because we still see it now. But back then, humanity was just starting. These entities were trying to either help or control. And they still are. And that's what I love talking about here. So, um, Love these lives. Thank you very much, Astrologer. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, so I hope you guys are getting what I'm dropping here. You know, this is a, it's a deep message. It's a deep study here. This requires like every part of your mind, your brain, your heart, everything working together to try to understand it because there's the dogs. It's time. It's time to feed them. So anyway, I love you guys. I'll see you this afternoon, 3 PM central standard time. Uh, I'm going to drop a bunch of videos about this today. So y'all go check it out. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mythos community. You help me do what I do uh, every single day. You guys supporting me helps. The The ultimate goal I'm here for is not to have a private community uh, that I'm like have secret knowledge in. That community is supporting me and they get more of the behind the scenes. They get stuff like that. But the point is here, guys, I'm putting content out to get more people on this understanding. I want to reach a billion people. And so I'm not here. I'm not like just privately serving this mythos community. You don't need to like feel left out. What you could feel is like, Hey, I love what he's doing. I want to help him make more content and I want to support him financially. And I'm going to get, you know, more of the BTS type stuff. Uh, and I'm going to get more access to be able to talk within the community because I align with it. Okay. So this is not a private club that you have to pay to enter the door and then you're going to get all of this, you know, whatever. Now, there are perks with it. But again, the reason those people support me, we got a bunch of them in here today, is because they're still here in the public forum. We get to talk about stuff that I talk about here in the private group. But they are ultimately just supporting this message so it can go out to more people. Okay? So I get people that, that jump in and they go, oh, you got, the, you know, oh, so you just got to pay. Got to pay to get the real stuff. Ask anyone in the Mythos community. There's no real stuff in the community. It's just the community loves what what I'm doing here, and we get to to together in a more intimate setting celebrate the same message that I'm bringing out here. So I hope that makes sense about the Mythos community. Uh, if you're interested in joining, that's more what it's about. This is not like a a lock and key community where I have the true secrets behind the door. It's not that at all. It's just people that resonate with what I'm doing, and they're still here on the live streams. By the way they're still here it's not a replacement for this it's a support of this so i hope you guys get that i love you guys uh we have someone join almost every live stream so hopefully that's you thank you for being here i love you guys when you join on the website it'll send you a link you can request to join the facebook group it is a hidden group now we just had a lot of people requesting to join because they were finding it um and then then you'll you'll start interacting with the community there. So thank you guys. This afternoon, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, we're going to get into Enoch. I'm going to finish this part of Enoch. We get to move on to like a whole other concept about the divine birth of Noah, how he was like glowing and like he's not of this world, guys. You know, uh, according to Enoch, it's, it's, it's some wild stuff. So looking forward to getting into that with you guys. I love you all. You all have a beautiful day. Thank you guys over on TikTok. Thank you, Facebook. I am multi-streaming to both platforms now. 
This will be available on the YouTube channel as well as the podcast apps on Spotify, Apple. It's going to be at uh, like, I don't know, 50 other platforms. Wherever you listen to a podcast, just look for Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast and I'll pop up. So love you guys. See you this afternoon. Peace.